You are listening to the Inspiring Your Shine podcast. Hello and welcome to Inspiring Your Shine. This is Rebecca, your personal growth mentor. And today I want to talk to you about how you can have less stress and more happiness. So this all came out of a challenge that I created called the Hustle Less Holiday Challenge. We were really trying to come up with something to, you know, get people excited about what we had to offer for the holidays and a challenge is a great way to do that. So I had came up with this idea because as I was thinking about what do people need during at this time uh, around the holidays, what is it that people need? And what I really thought about is, you know what, the holidays stress me out. And so you may be listening to this not during holidays and this won't necessarily have exactly to do with only the holidays. But basically, anytime we add a lot more onto our plate to our already busy lives, sometimes it can just kind of tip the scales and really add a lot of stress. And so in general, if you are feeling stressed out, possibly it's just because you need to deal with some of the things that I'll be talking about today on the podcast. Because we aren't balanced. We can't actually create true balance because we never know and don't have control over what is going to happen next. Certainly this year, 2020, at the time of this recording, it has been a doozy of a year. I think all of us can agree that there has been just a lot of different stressors in our lives. And so it's really good idea to talk about and think about what are some different ways for us to deal with that stress so that we can be happier. So I have five different things that we're going to be talking about here today, and this all came out of this challenge that I created, and so I'm taking a little bit of a tip out of each one of the days of the challenge. And so the first one I want to talk to you about is really taking inventory of what is going on in your life that might be causing you stress. So it's a very good idea to do this sometimes because sometimes We don't stop to really think about, first of all, if what we are going to say yes to is really the right thing, and we just keep saying yes to things and piling it on, but then we also don't really take time to sit down and think about, is things that I'm doing still something that is serving me? Is it still something that I want to be doing? Is it still the right season for that, or is it time to let it go? And so there's several different areas that we do this in. And one area is, and maybe not as much anymore because we've limited our lives a little bit because of the whole COVID thing. But I know that there was a time where I had to take inventory of all the different things that I was volunteering for, being a part of, doing, and spending my time on. What are those things? It could be maybe a bungo group for you. It could be something you're doing to volunteer. It could be something you were doing to help somebody out. And now you recognize when you think about it that it no longer serves you. It's not bringing you joy. Your heart isn't into it. And so maybe it's time to let it go. You know, it's okay for us to have a season of something and then for it to be done with. And sometimes what we do, and the reason why we get so overwhelmed is because Things keep coming into our life and we keep saying yes to more, but we never let go of the things that we aren't utilizing anymore, that aren't serving us anymore. And so then we get really overwhelmed. And so that's why it's really important for you to do this inventory 
where you really think about what are the things that I'm doing and how I'm spending my time and is it still serving me? Is it still something that is bringing me joy that I want to do that God wants me to do? The other thing that I found that I have to take inventory on are ways that I'm spending my money, like subscriptions and things that I've joined that I'm not really utilizing. And so you kind of have to look at all of those things, the things that are going out financially, and you need to decide, especially at a time that we're looking at right now, the holidays, freeing up some cash at any time is good though, because if it's in the summer, it could be for vacation. You know, so really looking at do I utilize that service? Do I really need that subscription? Are we watching that service that we're paying for every single month? Are we really utilizing it? And many times you'll find that there are things that you can get rid of and cancel. And many times we want to just keep doing what we're doing because it feels easier, because it may take a phone call or finding the number to cancel it. And so take inventory of that. What are those things that you're spending money on? And then the other thing that I think is a really good idea to take inventory on is just the stuff in your house. What you may not recognize is the stuff in your house is cluttering up your mind and your emotions. We thrive better in an environment that has less. And again, we tend to just bring in more and more and more and you never take that time to declutter. Now, if you are somebody who does take the time to declutter, good for you. And I have to say, I do declutter a lot. I actually love to organize, even though I'm a messy person. <laughs> so I love to get everything organized and then not put anything back in its place. Um, but I really do love to sort things and, and to get things organized. And so I'm constantly going through things and I'm constantly getting rid of things. But I'm also constantly bringing things in. But some of you... You bring lots of things in and you never clear anything out. So it is time for you to really start inventorying the things that you have around you and doing the whole Marie Kondo thing where you are asking yourself, is this making me happy? Does this bring me joy? Do I like this? Is it useful? Because if it's not, even though it's nice, sometimes we keep things just in case. Well, a lot of times you don't even remember that you have that just in case thing there. So let's just start letting go of those things. Let it bring somebody else joy and let them utilize it and get something out of it. And many times, if I have something that I feel a little attached to, then I will try to give it to a friend or a neighbor or somebody that I feel like it would make me happier than just a stranger at the thrift store that I don't know. But I certainly give a ton to the thrift store as well. You need those write-offs. They really do come in handy. All right. So the next thing I want to talk about is the gift of gratitude. And so basically, if you feel unhappy a lot, if you're feeling depressed and sad, most likely the problem is, is that you are focusing in on your lack. You are focusing in on the things that aren't going well instead of really focusing on the abundance around you and focusing in on all the many blessings that you have. And this is really normal for us because many of us, and if you're like me, I grew up in a home where we were taught and trained to notice all the bad things around us all the times, all the things that weren't going our way. Because I come from a family that they were pretty defeated and they had a lot of trials in life. And so we were always pointing out and noticing how unfair life kind of was and how we didn't have. And so maybe you've struggled with that as well. And what I've had to do to overcome that, and I've talked about this before, but 
What I've really had to do to overcome that is really start focusing and purposefully noticing my blessings and the abundance around me, like making my mind notice. It used to be so hard for me to notice anything good, and I still cue in so much faster to anything negative. And I also think that in some ways it's when you've been in survival mode. And you're used to things kind of going wrong. And when one thing goes wrong, you are in such survival mode that you're just one tiny step away from losing your crap. <laughs> then your, um, your body and mind is trying to protect you. And so your mind is trying to notice the things that might be going bad to protect you because it knows that you already are really struggling. So when people are more relaxed, when people are out of survival mode and they are thriving and they are allowing themselves more rest, when they're not working from a place of depletion, then it's easier for them to have gratitude. So some of us have to work a little harder at it because we have trained our brain to be in this survival mode all of our lives. And unfortunately, the survival mode that we're in many times is because of our own decisions. I, I know for me, let's just say if we are feeling the pressure financially, that's generally because of the financial decisions that we've made to spend money. <laughs> we've created our own pain. We keep creating these cycles. And, and so you're probably a lot like how I am and you do this and you create a lot of your own stress because that's actually what's comfortable to you is to stay in a stressful situation. It's actually uncomfortable to have money in the bank. It's actually uncomfortable to be peaceful. It's uncomfortable for you to just be having a life that's going well. It, it's almost like subconsciously you have to blow it all up. It's a, it's a very strange thing. I'm sure you've heard about it before. It really is true because our brain doesn't really know what's good or bad. It's what we've programmed it. So however we've been programmed, we now have to reprogram. And so one of the ways that you want to start co consciously programming your brain is in gratitude. You want to have more gratitude. Allow yourself to feel more of your blessings around you to really truly feel how blessed you are instead of always noticing how less you are. You know, the difference. Um, and again, that that is just because you've trained your brain to be looking out for you. And so you just have to program it that you're actually very blessed and you have nothing but opportunities around you. And when you start training your brain to look for that and to believe that, then things will actually start to shift and change. And so many times in my life when I felt like, gosh, it feels like I'm just on this treadmill and things just keep happening the same way over and over. I keep coming right back to here. It's because I still haven't broke my old programming. And so we have to step into that new identity. And so I do have a podcast called Your Next Level Confidence, I think is what it's called. Your Next Level Confidence. It's really about identity. I also have the Mastering Your Identity series. So you want to check those out if you struggle with that because I take you right through it. And a task that you can do um, just for gratitude would be so the first task that I think you should do is take inventory of all those different things your time your house how you're spending your money and then on this one my challenge to you would be to just get out a piece of paper and write a hundred blessings 
it might take a little bit for you to really think about it. Some might flow really fast and then you might get stuck, but keep pushing yourself until you can truly come up with a list of a hundred blessings. And then you are going to be able to refer back to that when you're feeling down and you can then remember and count all of your many, many blessings that you do have in your life right now. All right. So the next piece that I want to talk to you about is the present of presence. So this is all about mindfulness. And so often we get into routines and we are doing things on autopilot and we're not even actually living our life. We are skimming over our life and one day passes and then another day passes and pretty soon years pass and you look and you stop and you say, what in the heck happened? Where has my life gone? And what we are able to do differently with that is that we can start being more mindful every single day where we actually are really living in our moment and soaking it in and savoring the beautiful moments of our life instead of skimming over them. And I'm super guilty of this because of my personality type. I'm very much in my head. I'm thinking all the time. I was told as a child that I had my head in the clouds. And so maybe you were told that too. Maybe you're like me. But what I have recognized is it's sad to me now when I think back to when my children were younger. And of course, you know, again, we were in survival mode, a lot of stress, a lot of busyness, a lot of tasks to do. But I don't remember so many of those years because I never disciplined my mind and learned how to be present. So when we were at the park, I was probably engaging in conversation with somebody instead of really being present with my child. Or even if I was present with them, I was probably in my head thinking about something rather than really, really being present with them in the moment. And so now as an adult and as I'm aging and the years are passing, I have really learned the value of really soaking in and savoring my beautiful moments. And so I have to literally slap my hand sometimes and remind myself to stay in the moment, to get out of my head, to not pick up my phone, to not try to check out, but to really stay in the moment of whatever it is that we are doing. And whether it is even playing a game together, whether it's a conversation that we're having, or when you go out for a nice dinner, actually taking the time to truly taste and enjoy every single bite. Because normally we will taste one or two bites and then we just absentmindedly go about what we're doing instead of being really, really present. So you can practice being mindful and practice being present even in I've I just did a Facebook post about rituals. So you can create little rituals in your life where you force your brain to get out of a routine autopilot mode and you allow yourself to be very present. One of the fastest ways to get really present is to start taking deep breaths and to really pay attention to your breath. Something that we take it advantage of all the time is our own breath. We don't even count it as a blessing that we are breathing freely every single moment. And so often you hear people say that you don't appreciate something until it's no longer there. So what we want to do is we want to start appreciating things while we have all of these good things going on and be very, very mindful. So we can start with breath. So in my rituals, 
I started implementing rituals around when I wash my face in the morning and I do my morning routines. I start really paying attention to feeling my fingers on my face as I'm rubbing the oil on my face. That when I am in the shower and I'm taking my shower, I start to really be present in the moment of my shower. And I might allow myself to think a little bit, but I just try to really be present, maybe in kind of a prayerful way and really just seeking God's heart to just make sure that I'm on the right path. So I've turned these simple tasks that normally you just check out and you're just your mind is just aimless to really making it a very, very intentional time and being very mindful by really allowing your senses to be activated, to feel, to smell, to experience and take everything in, to look around and really, really notice the beauty around you, to listen and really pay attention to what you hear. So that is something that with the gratitude, it kind of goes along with this, but you can also practice it by going on walks and really trying to hone in, be silent, and really try to hone in and be very, very present in your walks. And so what's really cool about this is not only can you be present in your moments and you can really savor so many of the beautiful moments of your life, but it's also where God meets you because God isn't living in the past. And so if you're thinking about the past and torturing yourself around the past, God doesn't live there. And if you are trying to ponder about the future and what's ahead, God specifically tells us that we it is pointless for us to aimlessly try to think about the future because the future is unknown to us. But where we can meet God right now is in our present. God is present and he is always present with us and we need to be able to connect to him in our present. And so when we stop and we get still and we allow ourselves to be present, we find God. And so that's the biggest reason for you to do that. So I just want to challenge you and encourage you to find one or two things in your day where you just really get present and you turn it into more of a ritual where you are allowing yourself to be very intentional. You are very present with whatever's going on and you are allowing yourself to meet with God during those times even and during those tasks so you can stop skimming your life and you can be in the full presence of what God intends for you every single day. So then the next thing is all about taking care of you, the self-care that most likely you are avoiding. So I had gotten into another network marketing company. I didn't think I ever would be a part of another one, but this one has stole my heart. And it is a, a wonderful company and we sell natural, pure, amazing skincare products. And so part of it, I was looking for a way to kind of talk about the products through a lens. I was looking for a niche. And what I originally thought was that I was going to focus on self-care. But what I quickly learned and realized is that I felt a little bit like a hypocrite talking about self-care because it wasn't something that I was really practicing. I am somebody who is always serving everybody else. I am giving, 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 and I run out of energy and time to give anything to myself. 
So of course, over the past few years, I have worked on this. Um, one of the big things is, is first thing for self-care is I've really tried to make sure that I'm giving myself enough sleep. So my goal for sleep is seven to seven and a half hours. And so I try to meet that goal. I even have it on my, and look at it often on my Fitbit so that I can try to make sure that I'm getting enough sleep because that's the first thing that my body needs. I've practiced self-care with really paying attention to what I'm putting in my body, how I'm fueling my body, really giving myself goals for how much water I'm drinking, switching to herbal teas instead of drinking, you know, a lot of coffee or soda. I've also really paid attention to how I'm feeling my body in that I'm consciously trying to eat more vegetables or more fruits and paying attention to how much fats and sugars that I'm eating and empty calories. So that definitely has played into me taking care of myself. I have implemented rituals and routines around my skincare and taking care of my skin because your skin is your largest organism. And if you are not putting good things on your skin, then it is impacting you. And so that is something that I knew that I could easily switch my soaps and I could be putting lotion on my body to just keep my skin glowing and making me feel good about myself. And then the other thing with self-care that I feel like I just didn't do enough is just taking the time to just take care of me and enjoy like home spas more and paying a little bit and investing a little bit of money to buy myself new things when I need them. And they've been worn out because so often we'll just keep wearing the same old raggedy things, but we're not paying attention to how that's actually making us feel. And so not only is the lack of sleep and not eating well and what we're exposing ourselves to toxic wise, but what we're putting on our bodies, what we are wearing, how we're choosing to wear our hair and our style. I work from home, so it's so easy for me just to get up and not even get ready. And then all day long, I see reflections of myself and it's not, it doesn't make me feel good. It doesn't make me feel good because I know that I feel much better when I actually take the time to get ready. And, and so these are little things that I've really had to work on when it came to self-care. Because if we do not take the time to fill up and care for ourselves and make sure that we are filled up so that we could pour out, we keep trying to give from an empty cup. And what happens if you're very depleted and you don't really have anything to give, but you keep trying to give and give and give, eventually you are going to hit a wall. And you've probably had this happen to you in your life where you just have a complete breakdown where you just are so low and so depleted you don't even know how you can go on and that is not good basically when we put ourselves in that state when we allow ourselves to get depleted when we don't fill up and right now I want to just say most importantly we need to be filling up on the word of God and I am so guilty of that that for so many times in my life I definitely have God in my life. He's a part of my life. But there's many times that when I get really busy, that I just keep going and going and going. And I am not taking my Sabbath. I am not filling up on things of God. I'm maybe listening to a lot of podcasts or on my phone a lot doing work. And I'm not doing the things that I need to actually fill up so that I can be whole. 
And maybe you struggle with this too. And so we have to take control of that. We need to make sure that we fill up so that we can pour out and that we don't hit a state of depletion. So one of your number one goals for you to be a successful person in any role that you play is for you to be able to stay empowered, stay in an empowered state. And the way that you do that is taking care of you, your self-care routines, all of those things that we've already talked about, taking your Sabbath, spending time with God, fueling your body right, taking care of your body and making sure you are paying attention to the toxins that you're exposing yourself to. And that is something that I just learned, but making sure you're drinking your water and you're getting rest, all of those things are so important. And, And one other thing that I didn't mention, but I'll mention now is make sure that you do things to play, whether that is hanging out with your girlfriends, maybe it's Lately, we've been puzzling, we call it, Um, you know, doing puzzles, reading. Maybe it is doing like a Netflix um, series binge. It could be very relaxing to you or getting out and socializing. So I don't know what it is that really fills you up and makes you feel good and happy and is playful for you. But definitely enter in things into your life that are playful so, so important. So my challenge to you would be for you to just think about what are things that fill you up? What are things that you can do in a minute? What are things that you might want to take a day to do, an hour to do? And really just write down and jot down some things so that you can start putting those into your life more intentionally. So the last area that I want to share with you is all about letting go of expectations. So many times when we feel disappointed, when we feel disappointed, it is because reality and our expectation are not meeting up and it has left a gap. And that gap leaves us feeling very disappointed. Most of us can't necessarily just change our reality overnight. We also don't want to let go of our big dreams of whatever it is that we hope for, that we really desire, and nor should we. But there is a way to kind of meet in the middle. And what we really have to do is pay attention to what reality is and really come to terms with the reality and really come to terms with what do we want our life to look like? What is our expectation? And if it is a person, I want you to know that we have to have conversations with people and they have to agree to expectations. So many times as women, we'll have expectations for people to do things for us and make us feel a certain way, but we haven't actually even voiced those expectations. And certainly because we've never even voiced them, nobody has ever agreed to try to meet your expectation. And so you're going to be constantly feeling disappointed because they don't even know that you're holding them to a particular expectation in the relationship or in life. It could be at work or with a friendship. It could be in with your spouse. It could be anyone. But what you have to do is you have to look at reality and you have to look at what you really desire. And you have to think about what it is in there that you can control. Maybe it is that you need to have a conversation with somebody and you need to establish some boundaries and have them kind of agree to whatever the steps are that would make that gap close a little bit. 
of what you need from that. Or maybe it is that you need to really focus on what is something that you can control that can get you closer to what it is that you want. So let's just say, for instance, that you are very disappointed because you can't seem to get ahead financially. Maybe you have somebody in your life that is spending money and even though you're being very conservative with it, they keep spending money and they are actually really keeping you from living out some of your dreams. Maybe you want to go on vacation, you want to buy a house, you want to buy a car and because they keep spending money and even though you are not, it's impacting you. And so what you of course can have a conversation with them, but what you can do is you can really think about, well, what can I do? Maybe it is taking that inventory and canceling some things that you're not using or don't really need because at the end of the day, it's all those little things that are taking away from the big things that we want. Or whatever it is, you can really think about and ask yourself, what do you actually have control of that you can change? Because we can't control everybody else. Even if you have conversations with people and you try to ask them to change, it likely isn't going to happen very often because they have to want to change and be incentivized to change. And the only thing you really can control is your actions. And so what are you going to do? So for me, you know, I got back in this network marketing company and I've been leaving money on the table because I haven't been doing the tasks. And so I have felt disappointment because I know what it can be and I know what I dream of it being. And then there's reality. So there's this big gap. And so I've really had to be honest with myself about that I have to start doing particular tasks that maybe I don't want to do or it's uncomfortable or I just had to come back to terms with what it's actually going to take for me to be successful in this industry. And so I recognize that a lot of my financial goals are within my control. A lot of, of the things that I want and desire, I can make happen. They are in my control. But I really have to get honest with myself at what those things are and what I have to do and, am I, and making a deal with myself is, is if I'm willing to do those things. So that's huge for really letting go of expectation and really focusing on what tasks can you do that is really going to make the difference. Because otherwise, we really are just dreaming and torturing ourselves. If we don't have an action plan, then we are absolutely torturing ourselves. And so taking reality of where you are, being honest with it, and then looking to your desires and finding the gap, measuring the gap and saying, okay, what's missing and what do I have power over? And then breaking that down to an action task. And maybe one of those tasks is going to be to have some conversations, but likely there are so many things that you could be doing that you're not doing that you are trying to blame somebody else for you not having what you want in life when it really is in your hands. I know that I've even blamed God for, you know, this is horrible, but I have, I've been like, God, why, why? And I'm really just realizing that He's saying, what are you talking about? I've given you everything you need. You just haven't done what you need to do. So I want to encourage you to do what you need to do, to take it in your hands and to take those actions that you haven't been taking because of fear or because you've stayed in survival mode because you're depleted. Maybe if you allowed yourself some self-care and you filled up then and you got out of some of the commitments you were in, then you could have more time to do the things that you know you need to do that are really going to make your dreams come true or to make you lose that weight to make you feel free, 
whatever it is, we do have so much more power than we give ourselves credit for. So really at the end of the day, when we talk about if you want more happiness and less stress, then it really is so much to do with you and what you're willing to do. And you just need to get a little more intentional, a little more mindful. You have to take inventory and be willing to make some hard decisions around how you're spending your time, your money, and your energy. And you you want to take care of you and make sure you're staying in an empowered state. And lastly, you want to really measure those expectations and get it whittled down to some action tasks that you can be taking regularly to start moving you forward to the life that you want to live because you do have what you, what it takes. You are enough and you can make your dreams come true. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that that helps. I will see you back here next time. Until then, shine bright and make a difference.